Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive. Or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. Um, let's talk about the last five years. should only take me 30, 40 hours. So, uh, what has God done? More than I think we could ever describe on any given Sunday. We've seen probably over two or 300 people give their lives to Christ. Yeah. We've baptized almost 100 people in the last five years. Yeah. In the last 18 months, we've been at almost a dozen different locations. Yeah, yeah. And all of them just better than the last. Um, Some of them closets. Some of them um, not nice enough to be a closet, right? But really, everywhere we've been, we've watched God move and grow this church and see lives touched and changed. Everywhere we've been. Do you realize the average church plant uh, in, in the United States, at least, has the success rate of about a restaurant or a magazine? In the first two to three years, over 80%, I believe it's over 80%, close forever. Without a pandemic. (laughs) With one, I imagine the odds against us go up. I'm just going to be transparent with you, church. Before 2020, my wife and I were wrestling. I was just like, God, it it just feels like we've hit a ceiling. And I, I don't know how we go any further. I've done everything in my bastard bag of tricks for cool church and reach people and every outreach you can imagine that, that you can think of, everything that we could do to reach people in this city that was legal and, and still kept our clothes on, we did it. <laughs> and uh, they did not come. And that's okay. That's not why we were doing it. We're not doing this for numbers, but we are doing this to see what we just saw a minute ago, to see lives touched and changed. Our goal is not to be a church of 1,000 or 5,000 people on several campuses. Our goal is to be an effective church in the south suburbs, seeing people won to Christ, disciples made, and then going and winning more. So our goal is not mega church, but our goal was mega impact. And before 2020, we were like, God, what are you going to do? Because I don't know what else to do. We've just plateaued. We weren't going down, but we weren't going up. This is our second baptism of the year, not our first. What, what changed in 2020 hit? And then our church went from, I don't know, 50, 60, 80 depending on your pastoral numbers of the day. Our numbers went to less than 10 in a basement and hopefully people would stream. 
And I remember thinking, God, there's no way we survive this. I think Kevin laughed at me. Because 2020, we shared it last week in our annual business meeting, or was that two weeks ago? We shared, we shared it in our business meeting. In the last 18 months, we've seen Thrive grow by over 50%, giving over $50,000 annually. And more people come to Christ and baptized. And, and here's the best part, come back to church. <laughs> See, we could get people to come once. Once. <laughs> that was what we were great at. Come once and never come again. But now people are experiencing, and I remember some of the moments and decisions where God began to move and just speak to my wife and I, because, I, man, I, I'll be honest, church, I was ready to throw in the towel. I felt like I was failing you as a pastor. Like I wasn't hitting the marks that should have been hitting. And I know that's, that's stupid for some of you. Some of you think that's dumb, and some of you are like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that's fine, too. We called on God and said, God, whatever you want. And I felt, we knew that God said, hold the line. Stay faithful. See what I can do. And as we just reopened before almost anybody else in 2020, and a lot of the reasons, it wasn't because we're trying to defy government. We were allowed to, we did everything according to what the law allowed us to do. But here's the best part. We weren't big. <laughs> we didn't have to worry about 10,000 people in an auditorium. I remember talking to our elders and they're like, well, what are the big churches doing? Nothing. <laughs> they're not doing anything. We're answering this question first. What are we going to do? And as we just called on God and gathered in faith again, outside, spread out, I can't even explain it. People came. And God began to move. God has not only carried us, he has prospered us. In a time and a season when everything seems to be falling apart in the world, we see God building his kingdom. So we went from Taft School on our first Sunday, 150 people, to immediately the second week, 70. <laughs> we successfully cut ourselves down by 50% in a week, and we continue to do so <laughs> for a while. There were a lot of Sundays. The worship team was me, Reichert, and Chase, if we could all make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just stay faithful. And so many of you in this room stayed faithful. You are here. We wanted a gift, and, and, and there will be something to bless you later today, and I'll, you'll see what that is. We wanted to honor all those who were faithful since day one, but then we're like, well, what about the people who came on day two or day 12? And so we didn't. But can I just say this? If you've been here since day one, all I just would you just stand up where you are? Just stand up. Come on, give it up. Yeah. So many of these people hung on and held on and believed God when so many of us were like, what are we going to do? And just said, God called us, we're going to do it. God called us, we're sticking. God called us, we're going to minister to this city. 
somewhere around location eight of last year, you were maybe like, did God call us? <laughs> is he? he he's, is, is Brian listening? <laughs> it's been awesome to see what God's done in the last so many years. And this year, here's, here's what I believe. I believe God is giving us the same thing he gave us in the beginning. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I'll create rivers in the wasteland. This is our moment. If you haven't been to Thrive in a few weeks, let me tell you, God is moving in our midst. His presence is tangible. And we aren't about to give it up. We're going to lean in and continue to see God move and move. Two weeks ago, Jimena gave a testimony how after six years of testing positive, she is now freed and healed from Lyme's disease. Yeah. We've helped people adopt children and their families. We're going to continue to do so. If you want to be a foster family, Seabirds, I know you're here this morning. You can't miss them because they're eight feet tall. They're right in the back. If you want to adopt or foster a child in this, we need Christ-like people who will foster. And Thrive Church will help you do it. Like, I don't have the money. You, You come tell us and we will get you the money one way or another. It's not because we have it. It's because we serve a generous God. If you want to adopt, Thrive has an adoption fund. We started our own Royal Family Kids Camp. Yeah. It's not, what that is is a camp for foster kids. There's not a lot of churches our size. And and we were a lot smaller when we took it on. Um, We're not big now, but we're we're doing all right. (laughs) Yeah. Kimmy, our, our camp director, Man, ask her her story, because it's unbelievable. God is a redeemer, and now he's using her redemption. She grew up going to those camps as a foster kid. She's seen horrible abuses, and now God has redeemed her life. Married, little girl, but more than that, raising up others to reach these foster kids and touch their lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're starting a college and career ministry got a youth director. Our kids ministry is going stronger than it ever has. And, 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 and the, one of the best visions I'm excited about is, is God is going not will. Hear me church. God is going to provide this church a home. It will happen. We have saved in the last year, this church has saved $82,000 towards a building. Yeah. That's a lot in 12 months for a church under 200 people. That's awesome. God has been faithful. He's going to continue to do it. And as we get a building, then we can do a midweek program and a lot more. I heard this yesterday in a song lyric, and I felt like it was God's word for our church. And I just want to read it to you. It's just one line. It's very simple. Do me a favor. As I, I'm about to wrap up here, and we're going to move on. But do me a favor, close your eyes, and I want you to hear this word for Thrive Church, for your family, for your life. Hear it. The same power that raised you from the dead 
is not done working yet. God isn't finished with Thrive. He's just getting started. But the better part is God isn't finished with you. He's just getting started. Continue to do it in our midst, God, in our lives. And we commit these next five years, ten years, and beyond of your will for this church in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take a look and celebrate God's faithfulness. fifths of the liniments uh we've been coming to thrive now for about four and a half years and it's just been an awesome time uh we've seen god show up and do amazing things time and time again it's just been a uh, a church family in every literal sense of the word uh they've been there for us when other people haven't when things are good when things are bad it's awesome to be able to turn to people here uh five years has been a long time for thrive and I think the next five years are going to be even better. Can't wait to see you guys through all of it. in my life since attending Thrive? Well, you know, the Lord has given me a, a, a new passion, a new zest for, for following Him, to be obedient to Him, to talk about Him. He's given me just um, a new way of looking at evangelism and getting out there and, and being the salt, being the light. Uh, sometimes in our Christian walk, we can kind of start stagnating and just kind of going through the motions. Well, um, since uh, attending Thrive about three or four months ago, um, I see the Lord doing a lot of um, great things, uh, but the main thing is just giving me that boldness and that uh, strength to stand tall, to stand for the truth, to stand for Christ, and to uh, lead others uh, to do the same. middle of the pandemic in uh, summer 2020, we were coming from a place of a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness. And uh, Pastor Brian, Angela, uh, the Novaks, uh, the Newmans, so many people just rallied around us and uh, really supported us in the fellowship and in the marriage circles and leadership circles. So it's, it's been a real blessing to, to grow as individuals and as a couple. to witness uh, the body's hearts collectively, just genuine, um, genuinely trying to seek the Lord. 
One thing I love about Thrive, a testimony, is uh, I prayed for nine years for church family and I, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to happen and then we started attending Thrive and I have never felt an instant more instant church family than I did than when we started attending Thrive. And to Pastor Brian. I mean, you give nice hugs and all, but there's nothing like a hug from Angela. Um, the other thing I really love is the prayer call. I've grown so much in the last year plus since we've been doing that prayer call, and it has been such a blessing to me and to my husband and to my family. So we love you, Thrive. Happy five-year anniversary, and can't wait to see what God has in store for us next. been so good. So this morning, um, I, we have a special speaker this morning, 
It's Pastor Phil Schneider. He is the pastor and superintendent of the Assemblies of God in Illinois. And, and just so you know, uh, he he's, doesn't know I'm going to say this, but he's the reason we're here. He, when he became the superintendent of Illinois, he said, we need a church planning st- strategy in Illinois. And God and his sovereignty and his providence at the same time, uh, I kind of fell backwards into a Assemblies of God church. I, I didn't grow up AG, uh, but I found home a few years ago, okay, <laughs> with the AG. And, 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 and as I felt, I remember I was working at a church, and, and as I'm working at this, this church, the pastor says, hey, I'm not going to district council. You want to go and take my ticket? I said, sure. What's a district council? <laughs> Sounds great. And he, he explained that it's, it's the convention of our state and, and a, a time where we seek God together and hear about what God's doing in our state and what you can do. And I had felt God calling me to plant a church in the south suburbs where I grew up since 2004. And it had been, uh, at that point, uh, like 10 years. And, and I started working at this church, and they sent me to this. I, I went to district council and I grabbed the brochure, and I had been looking for the last two, three years, how do I plant a church, God? Like, just, just go do it? Like, I, I feel like I need some help. I need somebody saying, do this, don't do that. You know, wh- where do you even start? I mean, I, I knew how to hold a service, but I, I was pretty sure there was more to it than that. And, 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 and I go, and I... I tried different networks, and I, I just none of them were the right fit. None of them was like the right thing. And then that year, it was when Cal was still here, uh, I went, and, and Steve Pike was there that year, and you guys have no clue who I'm talking about, but they were there, and, and it was how to plant a church in Illinois with the Assemblies of God. And I was like, well, that seems awfully coincidental. <laughs> and I went, and it was everything we were looking for. The perfect amount of autonomy and accountability to say, this is what you've got to do, and this is what you're, you do what you're called to do. And, and that was from Pastor Phil having this vision. He's been nothing but supported from day one. He's an amazing man of God. He pastored for many, many years before this, and uh, he's nothing but an encouragement. Please give it up for Pastor Phil Schneider. Uh, Thank you so much. Hey, I just want to say this morning, uh, in a way, I'm a a church expert because I, probably in the last 10 years, I've been to hundreds of different churches and hundreds of different services. And usually my wife travels with me. She's uh, just had surgery in the middle of some treatments and stuff like that, so she's not here. But usually we would sit right there, and about five minutes into the service, we would look at each other with that look that goes. And it would either be both of us at the same time going. Or, and I want you to know, I've already texted my wife this morning. And I said, baby, we would come to this church. And she wrote back, awesome, give him the offering. And uh, <laughs> so I, I just, I want to tell you, man, I've from moment one just been so uh, impressed this morning. Happy birthday slash anniversary slash five years. That, it really is awesome. Now, I know that all of you are thinking, 
dear Lord, can, is this guy any good? And no, no, I'm not, but I am quick. And uh, I used to say, hey, at 20 minutes, somebody wave, so I'll know, you know. And one Sunday, a guy about two minutes in started waving, and I'm like, ah, no, 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 it's only been like two or three minutes. He said, yeah, but it feels like 20. (sighs) Just crushed me. Hey, I want to share this morning uh, about another church that was a mobile church. Every couple of months, they were in a new location. Every couple of months, they're having to deal with all of the setup and tear down and all of that kind of stuff. And we find it in the Old Testament book of Exodus. It's the Church of Israel. What a great name for a church. It's the nation of Israel, and they're on a journey to the promised land. They're on a journey to this place that God has spoken to them and promised them. And God said, it is a land that flows with milk and honey. And when God delivers them out of bondage, out of Egypt, and they cross the Red Sea, how many of you have do GPS? Don't you love that? Man, this morning I tested, texted Pastor Brian and I said, hey, Pastor Brian, I got 1605 Washington Street. Is that where we're at? Nope. <laughs> we're up on 9th Street. And I'm, I just hit it in my phone and I'm right there. I got directions. But the nation of Israel, when they crossed out of Egypt and they're, they're going over the Red Sea, the promised land is in that direction, but God takes them in this direction. And I want to talk real quick this morning about just a couple of things that I want you to know as a church that's on the move. And the first thing is this, is that God wanted them to know the power of his presence more than the pleasure of his blessing. You see, if you will learn the power of God's presence, what is our first core value? Presence. If your presence does not go with us, don't send us up from here. You see, God wanted to say to them, look, you you don't know me. You haven't known me. And yes, I'm going to take you to this place of blessing, this land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to give you a job that pays you double what you have been making. Your lousy, rotten kids are soon to become really great kids. It's going to be a land where everything works out right. But before we go there, I want to take you through the desert to learn the power of my presence. You see, today, friend, I want you to know that I love the pleasure of God's blessing. But the power of his presence will always triumph the pleasure of his blessing. Because the blessings of God for you and your family and this church all come out of not where you're at, but who you're with. It all comes out of the simple place and the power of God's presence. They came to Mount Sinai, they came to this place, and they're on the journey, and they, they come to the mountain, and the mountain is alive, it's fire, is, is on the mountain, and there's smoke, and there's rumblings. They learned that God's presence is the key to sustained blessing. You see, it's great if blessing comes. How many of you have ever bought a new car, or at least new to you? And then six months later, it broke down. 
or the tire was flat or whatever. It's not that the blessing is great. It's when the blessing is sustained. And God said this, when you learn the power of my sustained blessings from my presence, it's greater than anything else. They learned that power so much that they said, if you don't go with us, we don't want to go. We don't care if we live in the desert forever. We don't care if we're in this place where we're surrounded by people who don't know us and don't love us. If you don't go with us, we don't want to go. They learned the power of a miraculous life versus a simply blessed life. Let me tell you what I mean by that. While they're in the desert, God dropped bread into the camp every day of the week. God caused quail to fly into the camp. So they're eating bread. They're, drink, they're, they're eating quail. They're, they're seeing all of God's blessing. Now, today, yeah, I've been praying, Lord, is there any pizza sauce for this bread? Something I can put on top of it and make a little bit of pizza. Let me tell you, friends, I know how to eat. You don't get this body by going cheap on the food. I, I, and here, but God every day is sending them bread and is causing quail to fly into the camp. There's, we're coming to a place in just a moment where God caused a river of water to follow them wherever they went. They lived a miraculous life. The Bible said their shoes did not wear out. Their clothing did not wear out. They lived a miraculous life when they pursued God's presence instead of just God's blessing. What are you pursuing? What's Thrive pursuing? If we'll pursue his presence, we'll know the power of a miraculous life. The second lesson is this. They, they were thirsty and they're complaining. It's in the book of Exodus chapter 17 and they're like, we're thirsty. And man, I... Every one of us have had that cotton mouth experience, and they're like, we need water. And in that moment, God tells Moses, <clears throat> they're right by a, a rock face, by a mountain, by a rock wall. And God tells Moses, I want you to take the elders of Israel with you, and I want you to take a baseball bat. Well, okay, maybe the rod or the staff. I want you to go take the rod, the staff, and I want you to bang on that rock wall. Now, doesn't that sound silly to you? Doesn't that sound like something your teenager would do on your basement wall? But the preacher said so. (laughs) Here's what I want you to know, that God has the miraculous hidden all along your life's journey. But if you're not in tune with his voice, you'll pass it right by. I wonder how many people had passed by that rock wall When Moses goes over and he strikes it, a river of water begins to flow. Not a trickle of water, not a garden hose of water, but enough water that it quenches all of the, the Bible says somewhere between a half million and three million people, all of their flocks, all of their animals are, their thirst is quenched by this river that flows out of a rock wall. But how many times in your life God has had the miraculous set aside for you in your life's journey, but you passed it by because you weren't in tune with his presence? It was there. God had set it aside for you all along the way, but you had passed it by. You missed it. You know, 
uh, Renee and I, we had five kids in six years. Yeah, five teenagers at once, five kids in college at once, all the fun stuff that you can imagine. People say, what were you thinking? And I'll put it to you this way. Our first son, our second son, our third son, our fourth son, Reichert lived with our fourth son for a while, and then finally, the princess. And when the doctor said it's a girl, I began to sing free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty I am free at last. But all along the way in my life, there are things that I look back on now and I say, man, I'm sorry I missed that. I wasn't in tune with what was happening. And God had set something aside for me and I missed it. Don't miss the miraculous things that God has set aside for you by being out of tune with his presence. The third thing is this. It's in Exodus chapter 17. I think it's verses 4 to 8. In that moment, they're in a desert. You don't expect a river in a desert, do you? But this river of water begins to flow. And the Bible says that the Amalekites came to steal the river of God's water from them. Here's the third thing I want you to know, that when God begins to do something miraculous for you, when God begins to do something marvelous in your life, the enemy will always come to try and steal what God has given you, what God has set aside for you. Don't let the enemy steal what God has purposed for you to have. In that moment, it's, by the way, it's the first time we hear the name Joshua. In that moment, Moses says to Joshua, I want you to take, I want you to take Thrive Church and I want you to go down into the valley and I want you to make war against the Amalekites. We're not going to let them steal what God has given us. You go fight against them. But then Moses says this, but I'm going to go up on the mountaintop. I'm going to do my part from the mountaintop. And I love over these next couple of verses, here's what happens. Over those next couple of verses, the Bible says that when Moses was interceding to God, when Moses had his hands raised, that Israel was prevailing. In fact, that's the exact word that's used. That Israel prevailed. But when Moses got tired and he stopped praying, he stopped interceding, then the Amalekites began to prevail. Key lesson here is this. If you get tired and you stop pursuing God's presence, the enemy is going to prevail in your life. But here's what I love most of all, and I'm going to finish with this. The Bible says there were a couple of other people up on the mountain with Moses. Their names were Aaron and Hur. The Bible says they brought a rock over. We don't know if they brought Moses to the rock or the rock to Moses. But the Bible says that in that moment, Moses came over and they set him down on the rock. God help me. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get back up. They set Moses on the rock. Moses is an 80-year-old guy by now. But they took his hands, and they lifted up his hands to the Lord. And the Bible says they held up his hands the entire day until the sun went down. The Bible has a different word at that moment for what happened. 
The Bible doesn't say that Israel prevailed. It says Israel overwhelmed Amalek. Israel overwhelmed them. What does that say for us? In life's journey, we have to learn the power of God's presence. And in pursuing the power of God's presence, God will speak to us along the way and he'll show us some places where he has set aside the miraculous for us. Where God says, you're about to enter a season of the miraculous where more people come and more people get saved and more people get baptized and everything begins to grow. If you'll stay in tune with my presence, you'll see the places where I've set aside the miraculous for you. But just know the enemy will try and come and steal everything God has given you. But if you'll cry out to God, you'll prevail. But number two, when you join together with other people and they prevail and they intercede with you and they lift up your hands, you will overwhelm the enemy. What's great about that for Thrive Church is that you're here, you're one family, one body. And in those moments when you can come alongside with each other and lift up each other's hands, you will overwhelm the power of the enemy that would come against you. So just remember, to pursue the power of his presence more than the pleasure of his blessing. Just learn that if you will stay tuned with the power of his presence, you'll see the places where God will say to you, hit that rock, because I've got a river right behind that rock ready to burst out for you. And then when the enemy comes, God would say to you, don't go to the mountain by yourself. Have others join with you, and you will overwhelm the enemy. Father, I just thank you for Thrive Church. I thank you, Lord, for five incredible years. But I pray, Father, that the next five, that the latter years would be greater than the former years, that you would do something in this place, Lord, that they would have never dreamed of. I thank you for it, Lord. Help them to come alongside each other and lift each other's hands up so that they can overwhelm the enemy. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Man, thank you, Pastor Phil. I live on that for a long time. Pursue the power of his presence more than the pleasure of his blessing. That's a timely word for us, church. Buildings are great. Someday we'll get there. But man, if he isn't in it, who wants it? I'd rather be portable and powerful. home and sleeping. (laughs) Amen. Father, we receive that word. Increase your power in our midst. In our lives, increase your power. We want more of you, God. We want more of your move. I want to hear you more. I want to walk with you closer. I want to step out in faith more, not less, God. God, we don't want a building so that we can retreat from faith. God, and if that would do that in us, keep us from it till it's time. God, increase our faith, increase our hunger, increase our desire. Increase our love for you. And may that increase in this city, God. We want more and more and more of you in Jesus' name. 
Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10. 